inside at Pound 2022. We got the racetrack behind us. This is Dark Gen X. Hello. Justin. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing great. Just commentated a vlog with Speedy Sloth. Uh, just been chilling, just playing in the VIP room. I warmed up uh, Frostbite and he just beat Maple's 3 0 because of that. Wow. So that was awesome. pretty cool. That was really cool. Uh, besides, I've just been mingling. I had to sign a jacket. Hbox came up to me and said, Congrats at Summit. <laughs> Even though the voting's not done yet. So I've been having a great time. This is my first major of like 2021. I went to the function, or not the function, the uh, nightclub VIP event, which I helped run. Yes. And don't really look at the camera, you. Oh, either or, either or. Sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, I went to the nightclub VIP and ran that event. That was pretty cool for hundreds of people. But this is my first like major, major since quarantine. So I'm just having a, I'm having a blast. See, yeah, I was gonna ask you if you were at Genesis because I sort of assumed like almost everybody made it to Genesis. I didn't have the work days off. Right. So That's tough. Or at least Riley was out there, and yeah. that was a cool doubles run. Absolutely. Yeah. And with Aura, got, I think, fifth? I think so. So, they did pretty well. Finishing top eight. Speaking of doubles, that was... Uh, <laughs> I was watching doubles last night, uh, all the way until the very end. It was just funny because I was sitting next to IBDW for 20 minutes while he's, like, super upset about how late doubles is going. And I feel bad because I wish that doubles could be slightly more popular, but it's not. It ends up being a one-day bracket, and it's really tough. Yeah. It's definitely hard to like balance both like the time-wise because you're you know having multiple events, yes. three-day three-day schedule, a lot of players, the events, and I feel like a lot of TOs have definitely opted for multi-day events to have doubles on one day and then focus completely on singles the other two days, which leads to doubles lasting very long. Yes. Players aren't happy and are not incentivized for doubles. Uh, the streams are really late, so people don't watch. Yeah, and I don't know. I think doubles as a format is really underappreciated, uh, but. I don't know what we can do really. There was a double circuit for Genesis Red. It was called the, uh, I think it was called the Fuse Circuit a few years back, 2018. And there was like a double circuit and a specific event specifically for doubles called Genesis Red. Oh, it was really cool. And they never did it again. Oh, that's unfortunate. Okay, so if that was about 2018, I would have started paying attention, kind of, but Genesis Red reminds me of the Genghis Wan run. Was that the same tournament? That was Genesis Black. Oh, you're right. And yep. similar, I think it was the same venue or a similar venue. Mm -hmm. And it was run by the same TOs. So yeah. So, we have to talk about your summit run. As sure. of right now, you're making a bid for Smash Summit 13. I am. Coming out with premium skits quality content, and you're putting together all the votes that you need to make it in on the first round here that's coming up. That is indeed what the, I do. Are the top two players being voted in on Wednesday or Friday? So, the top two players are being voted in on Monday, actually. Already? Yeah. Okay. So, currently we're recording this as of Saturday. So in two days from now, at 3 p.m. EST, the first two votings for Summit will be locked in. Mm -hmm. It'll be you plus somebody else, right? Because Most I, likely. Yes, well, of course, barring all the unusual things that do happen. With, I mean, I remember Yangling. Every time I thought, oh, this is the spirit bomb. This is how this is how he's getting in. He would miss out and have to wait until the final, final vote-in yep. to actually get into Summit 11. But for you, I feel because you have a really great support system, it's not just the fact that you're... You're, uh, I would describe Yingling as a Tia who most of the community wouldn't have known before going viral with all the memes, mm -hmm. all being uh, being the fish from SpongeBob, all that fun stuff. That was, I mean, super cool. A different fish now. A different fish for you, but I think that because you come at it from all the angles, you're a great player, you're a great Tia, you're a great content creator. I feel like that that's almost helped you just to get off to even somehow even even faster start. So I've talked about this. First of all, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, I've talked about this with both uh, Weeds, Practical TAS, uh, Violence, a couple others. I think something that I have the benefit of is that although Yingling was like very well known in SoCal and in Arizona and right. as a very, very you know accomplished TO, pretty solid player as well, I think that 
most of the community had not heard of him mm -hmm. until like his summit run, and a lot of his campaign was run by like his friends. So you know, Cheat with his amazing, you know, the fish, and you got Ratio by Air Yingling, and all and Church, and all of those mm -hmm. people, and yeah. Pepe's Esports, and all of them combining together to run a really fantastic campaign for Yingling, which I think, to, I still think, will never be done. Um, that being said, my campaign is a little bit different in that, first of all, at least alongside the people who are like in the in scene, like obviously casuals are not going to know who I am, they don't know anyone besides like Mango, Mango yeah. Fox, Top Dash yeah. players. Uh, I have like the benefit of that a lot, a decent amount of people who are in the in of the melee scene have at least heard of me or know something I've done. So I've made a lot of viral smash memes, I've TO'd events, I edit for Magi, um, I have entered events and have results to some degree. Um, and I have like made a name for myself in advance. And additionally, I'm also like myself putting out a bunch of skits. I'm putting out the skits every single day for the last like six days. I'm literally, after this is done, I have a skit on my phone. I'm just gonna upload it immediately. That's my timing for that. That's awesome. I have a skit tomorrow, which I, one of my friends is making. He's a professional, shout out to Jay Films. He's a professional like graphic, like graphic designer as well as video editor. He's done stuff for a bunch of different things that I cannot actually say what he did for. I think I'm allowed to say he did at least one. Uh, he did an Imagine Dragons music video. Oh, that's really So cool. he's like, he's like really good. He's the yeah. guy who taught me editing. And uh, so he's making a skit for me, like the most like effects intensive skit. Uh, where by the time this is posted or people watch yeah. this, probably. Oh, for sure. They'll have already seen it. Yeah. So it's going to be a video where I transform into an Ice Comics costume and it's going to have like Sailor Moon effects and stuff like that. And it's going to be like me reverse throwing somebody using the Sailor Moon transformations. That's going to be cool. That's super But cool. I think that a lot of, like, from what I've said, I also did an AMA on Reddit. Mm -hmm. A bunch of people said, like, well, for the most part, it was very positive. Like, in the England campaign, I saw a lot of, like, negative comments. And for what it's worth, I have seen my own fair share of negative comments, but it's not as bad, because I think that people see the, the field, and also people see, like, or and or know what I'm doing and are cool with it. They see the viral tweets, too. Yes, they see the viral tweets. There are yeah. people who know me from, like, Ultimate, or from, like, non-Melee, who have seen the viral tweets I've made. Like, my most viral tweets, like, I think 30k likes, or, like, 15 or 14k reviews or something like that. It's like... I'm just trying to like plus one smash at the same time. So I think people just like understand that I'm doing this to also like provide light to my scene and show people like NYC Melee because all those casuals who don't know anything about the scene, mm -hmm. I'm gonna show up. They'll be like, who is Dark Genix? I'm like, hello, I'm Dark Genix. I help run amazing events from New York City. You should all check them out. And I think that I will be able to get more view and vision on those events and also on some of the players. Um, it's no secret that uh, I definitely got a lot of my votes from helping with purchasing VIP passes for people and or for people. And in the past, so Logan's campaign for Summit 11 involved purchasing a bunch of VIP passes from people who already bought them. My strategy was getting all my NJ friends, or a bunch of NJ friends, not all NJ, but a lot of my friends from NJ, a lot of up and coming players, including, uh, spoiler alert, is gonna be there, Swooper is gonna be there, Slug, he's not Jerry's one of my close friends, he's gonna be there, and I helped them very with getting, very close, and helped with getting all, like, all their passes as well as, like, getting the votes for them. So not only do I get votes, but they get practice, and they get exposure, and I get exposure, and my events get exposure. So it's like, helping everyone together. But it's also not like the most, like, it's not a completely selfless venture, like, very much so. I would like to, you know, I guess, make a larger stamp as a person slash figure in the community, as well as, you know, get more views on my videos. Because a lot of the time, my videos are going on as a top player for Yes. I want people who, like, 
I post a meme, and people are like, oh, it's a Dark Genix meme. It's like, like what, what 24K's been doing. Do I want to make a name for myself? Yeah, yeah, 24K's been doing. 24K's been popping off crazy. Oh my gosh. That guy makes really good stuff, too. But I'm also like that as in addition. I want people to be able to see the videos and stuff that I make without having a top player needing to retreat. It seems like you want to sort of raise the bar on everything, so what would you say is what what most excites you about being able to possibly go to Smash Summit 13 and lift up what the most? I mean, you're, you've, you've, you've covered like almost every single angle, pro TO, content creator, and player angle, and helping out the homies, which is super cool. But like, what, what's the most exciting to you, if you would want to be selfish or... If I want to be selfish, what I'm looking forward to the most, even if I don't, let's say, just whatever reason, mm -hmm. I don't get into summit. I get a week in California with some of my closest friends, who have, some of them which have never been to California or West Coast before. I get to hang out at summit with like a bunch of my boys, some of my day oneers who like people don't know. One of my really close friends from Smash, his name is uh, uh, his name is Alex. He's uh, a scalper for a living. His tag is Teha, uh, and he changed it on his Smash G to play Trollface Problem. He's definitely a big memer. He's considering buying a. Uh, a silver chain that has the troll face on it for like five hundred dollars. <laughs> so he's, he's a really big meme. Or Stun Beast, who's one of my friends from Ocean County, NJ, and most people don't know who he is. They are coming as well. Awesome. And they're also like melee players too, but like not as like prominent as like a B-Bass or a Swooper, right? Etc. And I think the most, the one thing I'm looking forward to the most is just being able to hang out with them for you know a week in California and go to round one. And I know that Pudgy Panda's going. He's going to go to Gold's Gym with a bunch of people and you know do workouts and stuff. And I think I'm looking forward to that the most, just being able to, you know, chill, smash some with some of my closest friends. Because it's an experience that I've really enjoyed. It's not that it's lost the magic or anything to me, it's always in a it's always a blast way to Smash Summit. But it's definitely like I've been so many times that it's not as like shiny and pristine the old experience as yeah. it has been in the past. But now I get to go with a lot of my friends and I think it'll be a shiny pristine experience, even if for whatever reason I don't make it as a player. Sure, and would you say that of all the Smash Summits you've been to before, well, first of all, how, which ones have you been at before? Okay, let me, off the top of my head, I went to six, I went to seven, that's the Supergirl one. The anime one was six, I went to that. Supergirl one, seven, I went to. Nine, I went to, that was the Valentine's Day one. Yes, yeah. And then the last two, 11 and 12, I went to. So I've been at five. What's, in, what's one that stands out in your memory right now? Like, what's coming to your mind when you think back to the songs you've been to? The two ones that stand out the most in my mind, uh, 11, I watching Grand Finals, seeing everyone for the first time in a while, and also, like, it was the first... I mean, I'm not trying to, like, say this to, like, push myself or anything, but there was the first summit when I was, like, considered a figure in the community. Like, at Summit 6, 7, and then for some... For most of the degree of 9, because 9, I kind of got introduced to players, but I was kind of, like, not really a person in the community or anything like that. Like, I was, you know, just another VIP. But at, at Summit 11, it was, like, I don't know. The thing that really got me was, like, Lovage came up and said, yo, and Lovage doesn't follow me on Twitter, either. Uh, and he was like, yo, Dark Genix, uh, have you seen Ty? And I'm like... Okay, you know I am cool, and I went over there. But it's just like it was cool. Like Vish said, introduced himself to me, and a couple of other people, and like Hugs said, like my memes are awesome, and it's just like I don't know, getting recognized, getting to be able to play the top players, and feeling like I don't, know, I don't know that I made it. Yeah, it's like I don't know that all the work was like worth it. It was nice. And then twelve is really fun in regards to just like all the stuff we did outside of the tournament because it was like I was a. Uh, I became Madge's video editor in between 11 and 12, so we made like 
memes and videos and stuff like that through. Oh, wait, actually, no, no. I was. I became Mattress me uh, at video editor during 11. But during 12, she actually got voted in because I was campaigning for 11 and 12. So we did a bunch of so much like an arcade. We, uh, I made a meme for her, like a video meme that she posted after um, the best of three with Null, the tiebreaker. And uh, just a bunch of stuff like that. And that I thought was a really good experience and also might be really biased. So I think that those two are definitely some of the more favorable ones in my opinion. And never, not that I've had a bad experience. Summit 9, I also remember very much so, but mostly because I played poker with like Fat Goku and KJH and Null and a bunch of uh, Mad Giant and a bunch of other people. So I would say each summit is different than the last one. And if you ever have the opportunity to VIP at Summit, I would 100% recommend it if you ever can. Also because of the meta, revolves around players paying off your VIPs. <laughs> you can probably get a VIP pass for virtually nothing as long as you can pay for the flight and hotel. So I would very highly recommend to anyone who's ever even considered, like going to Summit, go to Summit. That's so cool that you have you have the experience. So it's not like this is the first time you're gonna be able to go and then you sort of have to take everything in. Not that it's gonna be old path, but like going as a competitor, you're gonna know what to expect in a lot of different ways. Yes, absolutely. It's gonna be, well, I mean, obviously it's different as a competitor than as a player, but yeah. I've been in the Summit House multiple times. I have played in the Summit room before. Um, not not VIP back or anything like that, but I was, uh, I was like a people warming up there. Right. So I know what it's like being in that room. I've also had like a lot of experience playing melee on like the big stage and the just in general like playing on stream at majors or making upsets of majors or whatnot. I, I have a solid amount of like general wins in total. Like it's not the thing is like not that I'm I think I'm like very marginally better than you in regards to playing, but it's like I definitely have experience like making those big upsets. Like I haven't beaten people on the lines of like Sumpy and and like four four prey and and stuff like that, and it's like, I, I definitely know what it takes to be able to lose that in people. And I think that, as a, I think people are gonna very much underestimate me, and don't get me wrong, the odds of me that taking a set are astronomically low, unless someone who is not as good as me makes it in as a dark horse, which, from the grapevine I heard, could happen. But regardless, like, I think I will be able to provide more of an impact on the bracket that people think of. Like honestly, like I could go zero four or zero six or whatever, not taking a game. I was trying to get close. And I think that if there's going to be other brackets other than the singles bracket, which usually there is, there's some kind of extra format that they do. Yeah. I really enjoyed for Summit 12, like the ginger, like on hip sweet thing. The real bullshit. Yeah. With, yeah. <laughs> so actually, fun thing about that, very, very, very just minor thing. I was told that if I was told by both Pipsqueak and Magi that they because Pipsqueak was on there. Pipsqueak was trying to find me instead of Greg Turbo to be the surrogate player. Because one of the things on the Wheel of Bullshit was uh, find a non top 100 player to play the set for you. And couldn't find me because oh, I was no. in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, that's like so, the worst time. And then also Magi told me that if she got a picture with him. So I went back to the either way. Yeah. Well, there you go. like the side events, extra brackets, and I'm looking forward to them as well. I think they're always really fun. I personally like a lot of Melee's like fun or wacky modes. I play a lot of Giant Melee. Mm -hmm. I have a personalized rollback code to play Giant Melee. Wait a minute, you versus Acidics, Acidics at Alston uh, Melee Vendor. Yes, we play I a remember giant that melee set, set now. Yes. A very, very fun set. Oh my gosh. Yeah, actually one a fun fact about that set, very fun fact. That was stage. No. So we played no. four. No, no. Here's what happened. <laughs> okay. We played for four hours and took the nine best games of our session and stitched them together. 
<laughs> oh, that's exploding my brain right now because I remember thinking, wow, this is insane. It's like last game. <laughs> yeah, we, we just took the nine best games together. It's Giant Melee, so that's forgivable. That's forgivable. But uh, we, it, I do have a lot of fun with Giant Melee. I also just have a lot of fun with the other weird modes. Uh, Silly Melee is pretty fun to me. Um, there's a there's a meta there for a little while. Streamers would try to do very hard adventure. Very mode hard adventure mode. mode. I've had fun with that. Uh, did not did not ever do it, but it was very fun to do that. So whatever events they end up running, I'd be down to play in them. I'm not like a elitist and would only play like normal versus <laughs> mode. Whatever. Like I'm completely down to play all the wacky game modes. And I think that if, for whatever reason I'm able to play Giant Melee, I'll go Beast mode. Also. Mikey told me this at Summit 12, and Aiden told me this at Summit, I think, 9, that at the next Summit, they would have a Giga Bowser exhibition, because I am arguably the best Giga Bowser player in the world. Uh, I'm currently 4-0 on Kadoran in Giga All Bowser right. and other characters, versus other characters, including his own Marth. Um, I've taken friendlies off, like, Cody, IBW, Toussaint. Oh, because no grabs for Giga Bowser. You can't grab. Yeah, can't grab, grab Giga Bowser. Bowser. Toussaint, I won a tournament in, uh, <laughs> so Bender, the, uh, former, he's like not really TOing right now, but he used to be a prominent Netflix TO, mm -hmm. he ran a bracket and let me use Giga Bowser in it just to see what would happen, and he had me like sixth or something. I beat Faust, Majersk, FMB5K, and Tommy and won the tournament with Giga Bowser. <laughs> so, I, I think that I have a pretty strong argument for being the best Giga Bowser player in the world. And if they actually let me do the Giga Bowser exhibition, I will definitely take some names, I promise you that. It would be almost like a ladder sort of a thing. Let's start with the, uh, not to be mean to the lowest seated player, but let's start with the lowest seated player. Dark Genesis beats the lowest seated player. Up, 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 up to the yep. top seed. Give me like, one. Except for, I think Lot will destroy me because Peach shits on uh, Gigabyte really badly. I think it's worse than Pop. It's really bad. Mm. I think Pop, can, Pop is hard too, but I think Gigabyte can do it versus Pop. I think Peach is impossible. That's the only matchup I think is like really, really hard. And I know there's a famous Peach King video where it's like, you can side B into rest and get guaranteed aerial into rest over and over. But it's like, <laughs> I light shield your side B, up B you add a shield, what do you do? Right. I can also chain grab Puff. Mm -hmm. um, if I use Gigabyzer's boost grab and down throw, I get a chain <laughs> grab on Puff. And no one knows this. So I'm sure that in like two weeks when I chain grab Hungrybox or whatever uh, on the summit stream and the commentators flip out, you'll be like, I knew this was going to happen. I was there. I was there. <laughs> That's so cool. Now I now I obviously want to gig about some brackets. Tell the cheat. Yes, at the cheat. The the cheat.com on Twitter. There you go. I'll remind him. <laughs> I wanted to hear about New York City Melee. Sure. It's been a revival in the past, mm -hmm. I'd say, what, six or so months? Roughly, yes. And it's lar in large part due to Ryobi, to you. Uh, who else is like a behind-the-scenes hero? Because I, I know that Ryobi just like goes to town Absolutely. and goes and yells out to the world, New York City Melee's back. And mm -hmm. it's really, really cool. I always love the idea of New York City having a big Melee scene, mm -hmm. but it, it takes so much work. Yes. So, a couple of other people. I mean, Ryobi obviously is the literally does almost everything he's like the person who does so many different roles and opportunities and he's like he's the backbone myself i also do a bunch of things uh flying out players providing equipment uh running the events every week seating managing the pr a bunch of other things like that um but it's like primarily us two with to jobs the other if i were to pick one third person and i'll go into more albums after them, but brando he was he did a rap NYC for, Brando, yeah. NYC Brando, the rap. Oh. He runs the stream every week. He's there immediately at the beginning of the day. He runs the stream from dawn to dusk. And he is like one of, like, without him, the stream doesn't run. I think that 
he is like the one person that comes to mind as like this guy is like the most underappreciated and underlooked at player in NYC Melee and no one knows. Handful of other people who do a lot of stuff for NYC Melee, not just us. Um, Red Squirrel made our overlays. He's done a great job with the overlays. Um, technically, is not like part of NYC Melee, but he's commissioned. Ben Dahl made all of the NYC nightclub, the branding, Ooh, so the merch? all the merch and all the branding and such. Mm. So would definitely give a lot of shouts to him. And every time we commission, we go straight to him. We're like, yo, we got a graphic idea. He put it to life and he does like, a fantastic job every single time. Um, other people, uh, I mentioned those two, Uncle Punch, the Uncle Punch, and Fizzy, both of them have made codes and or continue to make codes. Both of them live in New York, actually. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, uh, Uncle Punch is in Staten Island and comes to the nightclub every so often, and Fizzy, I think, is in Manhattan somewhere. Mm -hmm. But uh, both of them have made codes for us and provide our code base so we can continue running events and make them run pretty well. So those are all Those are all people. Uh, Willie P, he runs the Net Club, which is an amateur bracket every Sunday. I think every two Sundays. That's made for like two and tours and three and tours in the New York City and surrounding tri-state areas, and you can win free venue to an event, your local event basically, by entering. And it's just like a because we don't have the space or time for an amateur bracket, so we just have that online, and it's called the nightclub. So those are the people who I think like at nightclub are the people who are really like shout out. And also everyone who comes through, Vino does commentary. A lot of other players like Lou and Kibbles and Fast. They come and help set up, they do commentary, things like that. It's like a huge team operation without the volunteer work and the help. Oh, Nihila. Um, Nihila is another person who's learning how to TO right now and has like been helping out at the events that she goes to, so shouts to Nihila. And a lot of other people, just, there's just so many people to name. But those are the people that come to mind right now, is like NYC Melee. Like, the heart of NYC Melee is its people. Mm -hmm. And yeah. It's really cool to hear, like, and and to watch from a distance. Like, there's there's been this growth of NYC being like becoming coming back as the nightclub, but then all of a sudden it's Kadoran versus Aklo Grand Finals, and Aklo's going link on like, final definition and and winning. And that was such a cool event to watch. Mm -hmm. Had like over a thousand, almost was it like a thousand, two thousand viewers? Something like that. But like that's a local. Yeah. And uh, NYC Manly's killing it, and so it leads to opportunities like the function too, which is coming up here in May, if I'm yeah. thinking correctly. May seventh. Mm -hmm. At Brooklyn, not at our normal venue. So that's going to be the big event to look for at uh, after Low Tide City. Mm -hmm. So. That's going to be something to look out for. There's going to be a lot Loki of good going, players there. Loki's going, now. Sora's going, Magi's going, Ginger's going. A lot of players. Logan, all of NYC's finest. We're going to try to get J-Mook there. Uh, <laughs> IDW said he's probably going to go. So, but a lot of players. It's going to be a good event. That'll be awesome. What did you think of the uh, J-Mook run? Because you would have known about J-Mook. I mean, I low-key did, did not say he was going to finish second for the record. I was just like, I hope J-Mook makes top eight. And then he made top eight, obviously. Uh -huh. But you, you've seen Jamie play in person, all that fun stuff before. So, like, what did you think of that run? I think the, I mean, obviously, like, I'm gonna like stating the obvious. The run was fantastic, monumental, miracle to some degree. People say that that might never happen again. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But I think that Jamie as a player is one of the most underappreciated players who, as a result of not going to events, we've all known that he's good. If you're like in the end of the scene, you know that Jamie is a really good player. Or like a fight night. Exactly. Welcome to Fight Night, one of the nightclub online event, and then a Smash World Tour, had yeah. a fantastic run as well there. Um, he is a player who we've known for a very long time and very good. I just didn't expect the breakout performance to be this, this dominant. Right. I don't, I, I wouldn't be real, I didn't expect him to be top eight either. I thought he would get like 9th, 13th, make a very strong run. Yeah. But 
getting top eight, and then getting top five, and then top three, and then beating IBW 3-0 in losers twice on FD. It's like, I don't think anyone predicted that. And it's like, it, it was amazing to watch. And I think that a lot of people said, I, I saw a Tapo talk about this, a lot of people said that this is like the real like show that Melee is in a completely new age. Some of the finest players in the world are like the younger ones. There's no, there's no five gods anymore, and it's like anyone can get really good. Zane proved it. I think that JMook has also proved that it's not like, it's not just Zane being really good. I right. think anyone can get really, really good at the game right now. As a result of Slippy, as a result of Netplay, as a result of all the resources that people have on the bunch, I think that there is in the next like two or three years the average age of the top 50 player is going to decrease significantly. And I think that the J-Move run is like very much representative of this. I also think J-Move is going to do really well at Summit as well. I think that he's going to make a name for himself as well there for the people who don't really know him. So. And hopefully there'll get to be some content, some skits that hopefully involve the two of you, assuming that all gets to that point. Yeah. It would just be like, yeah, I know about JMook. I know about JMook. I don't know. There's also we'll all kinds of ideas. What, what would be what would be a fun skit idea that you can think of off the top of your head or maybe a premeditated one that you've already thought about? I should really talk to the BTS team about doing this kind of skit. I wish I could talk to the BTS team about like, doing that kind of stuff. I would pitch so many skits to them in general. <laughs> Um, if I actually had a question about AMA asking if I had an infinite budget what I would do with skits. Okay. And uh, there were a couple of them that I had in mind that I will never, I don't think I'll ask BTS to do. One of them was like buying a Times Square billboard and posing in front of it. One of them was like dressing up like Batman and saying like pausing with your friendlies and punching someone in the face. <laughs> um, my favorite ones were, you know Twitch plays Pokemon? No, I don't know. Okay, Twitch says Pokemon, basically Twitch chat controls the, like your, the emulator's oh, actions. Oh, yeah, yeah. I attach a camera to my head, and for one day, Twitch controls my actions in the Summit House and tells me what to do. Who do I talk to? Talk to any Hungrybox, play Hungrybox, pick character, eat X food for one whole day. That'd be a fun one. Um, but I think a lot of those are pretty unfeasible and not really in the lines of like, those, are, those aren't like pre-recorded like skits. Yes. Um, and Twitch is mean. Twitch is also very mean, and they would probably <laughs> make me like, like shit myself in front of Hungrybox and then like smack my head into a TV or something. And, right. That would be probably we pretty cool. We don't want that. So. Throw CRT out of the window. Yeah. Not premeditated so, though. In regards to any sort of skit, I, I honestly, I've used a lot of my creative juice on the skits that I've put out yeah. myself. Uh, I've got a couple more coming. Of course. But I think that if I were to do anything, I think there would be a funny skit in regards to the fact that, like, I have most, well, not most, but a lot of people from my state are at the BTS house to the point where we outnumber the staff, probably. <laughs> so I think a funny skit would involve, like, the overthrow of Summit and, like, us just taking over and making it, like, New Jersey Summit or something like that. And just running like NJ Summit as an NJ Invitational, and like all the BTS staff is like, like pretend obviously like tied up or something like that, and trying to get out of like the production room, and we're just like controlling everything ourselves. And that'd be pretty funny as a skit. It'd but, be like sort of along the lines of the Deep Link Factor skit, where it's like, wait, what is happening? Yeah. Oh, are there so many? Where are the New Jersey? Huh? Yeah, that'd exactly. Be funny. I think there's a lot of opportunity. Like, there's a lot of material. Though. You can talk about like my past with like Roblox. You can talk about my past with. Uh, uh, I'm a top player in a Korean MOBA called Eternal Return. I've got like Icy's wobbling jokes. I've got Twitter meme jokes, uh, video editing jokes, campaign behind the scenes jokes. How I've like run and managed and gotten like I think seven or eight people successfully in the Smash Summits in the past. Mm. Uh, so that's also another reason why I think people were like 
kind of just seeding this to me. Uh, from what I've seen, I feel like a lot of other campaigns are just like not contesting me, and are just like we're gonna get second place on day one. I haven't seen anyone. I mean, I might be wrong. I may be wrong completely, and I look like a dumbass on Monday. But I have not seen a single campaign like try to raise money with the intention of beating my bomb, and because it's very obvious I have a bomb. And I'm not just like, I've not blown my load with a 38k. It's like very, very obvious I have a bomb. If you look at the summit spent funds, mm -hmm. it's very, very obvious that like, I will probably be at like six figures at the end of day one. And right. no one wants to contest that because it's just a waste of money. But I think that it's like, there's just a lot of potential for skits because of just the sheer, just like ridiculousness, I think, of how the campaign has gone. But also I think as a result of me not needing to campaign like, similarly to the England campaign and also me kind of just getting in day one without much contest or without much memes on Twitter because a lot of the uh, England campaign revolved around people posting on his behalf and also mm -hmm. himself posting and like ratioing people while posting the fish mm -hmm. whereas a lot of what I've been doing is like I post content every day right I've been I'm commentating here yeah I've been doing things for the scene but the campaign itself like Honestly, if I didn't do any of like the content stuff, I probably would have just gotten. I'm assuming I get it. I probably would have gotten it regardless, right. just because of the VIP. Plan. You're just having a few conversations behind the scenes, going you know, like, "Yep, got those VIP uh, VIP passwords." Okay. Yeah. But as a result of that, I think that I think there won't be as much backlash from when I get in, as opposed to when Yingling got in, and also because I have like some name familiarity within the scene. Right. But also because of that, I don't think there's as much material if you're just going off the Summit campaign. If you like for a skit. Because the Summit Campaign skits could all, like, there was the skit where Ning, Nick Yingling got, like, pelted with an egg. And got, like, the Nick Yingling effect, like, he's everywhere. I don't think that happens for me. But there is a lot, like, a plethora of different material that you can use for a skit for me. And I know that the cheat said that I will be in a skit. So, hopefully I am in a skit. I would very much like to be in a skit. Yes, yes! I, like, you asked me, like, selfishly what I would want the most out of Summit. And I said just hanging out with all my friends. If you wanted like me to say, what do I want most out of the summit experience? <laughs> I want to be in a skit. I would literally rather be in a skit than like win a set. I'll be real. I think it's funny. I want to win a set though, but I would yes. like to be in a skit. Yes. I no, want to win a set. This is, this is someone pointing a gun to your head and saying, pick one. Like you still want very much want to win a set. Yeah, I, right. yeah. But you like Hugs86 will make a video five years from now ranking the best skits and like yours being like top five. Dark Genix use it like Genix Bezos as a skit where I use all the Robux to buy out my to buy out the entire summit, right? If that ends up I have to pick between Genix Bezos and me beating like I don't know, I beat Mech three to two game five last six of the SDs. You know what I'm picking. Oh, that would be so sad. Like you're supposed to be happy, but you're also not supposed to like pop off super exactly. high because oh, it's an SD. And also for the entirety of time, people will say Dark Genix only won a second of an SD. Oh, that would suck. Or, 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 <laughs> Genix Bezos makes a beast skit, goes down for Summit history, and never has to deal with any of that criticism ever again. Mm -hmm. And just goes back to helping the NYC melee yeah. scene get even more. I mean, like, Function 4, Function 5 will be, like, one fight Superman, hopefully. Function 3, uh, not really a leak. It's very obvious. It's in the works. We're going to have... We have some plans. Mm -hmm. Sure. I mean, like, uh, 2023 plans or... 2022 plans. And it's going to be bigger and better than Function 2. See, this, is why, Function 2 is bad. This, is, this is why you got to follow at NYC Melee, because you'll see all the cool things about Function 2, and then down the line, when you're all hyped up on NYC Melee, you Function 3 and Nightclub stuff. VIPs, and mm -hmm. all sorts of stuff, and an Arcadian that we want to run, and Tri-State Invitational, and all, 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 a lot of stuff. we got a lot of plans. 
we had a lot of planning and hopefully we can make it all come to fruition. And what's amazing about that, I think it's a, it's a happy accident. You got New York City players, you got Jersey players, you got PA players and MDBA players willing to come up. You got New England, New England. New England. Willing with the, I mean, you get slots coming down. Yeah, like, slots comes to nightclub every week. Yeah, it's super cool. So you, you, have, you have all these amazing players who showcase how amazing they are in new and exciting formats or at least like raising the stakes every time, having that all come to fruition and just like, like all the hard work that goes to it. So congrats to you and to everybody and especially big, big shout out to Ravi. I mean, Absolutely. I try to come up with two cents to give shout out to Ravi just because I feel like half the, half the tweets are, you know, how do we continue to make this better but also, man, this is tough. Yeah, it's so very, tough. very stressful for, him and for the rest of the team but a lot of the work is on his shoulders because he, like, he chooses to take all of this work and I think he'll work so much and he's the kind of person who will just continue to overwork himself for the scene and I wish he would take breaks, but I appreciate him for everything he does. And the rest of the scene and NYC, we all do. Like we all appreciate him. Watching Robbie, especially with Aura, like seeing the like the amazing technicality and team play, and just like Robbie is like it's like like you in the sense of just being a super great player, also just someone who's willing to lift up their community and the scene around them to be exceptional as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, NYC was behind him the whole time when he was like trying to be top 100 and then eventually got it and mm -hmm. NYC is behind him once again as he runs our events and continues to you know give spotlights to our scene and its players but I was hearing you give shout outs to people who are also starting to learn how, how to TO and stuff yep. you that's another important thing as well just like finding people next who are generation, yeah. the next generation I mean how much you're planning on being in the scene for a while it sounds like yep. but how much does that matter to you to continue to look for people who, who are just starting to help do little things you notice they're helping to tear down or they're offering the path in a pool or they're doing stuff like that Extremely important that we find that generation in LA. Like there was a time when Ryo Beat was a new player and there was a completely different generation of TOs. There was a time when I was a new player and there was a completely different generation of TOs. And I think it's really important to find like the next generation of people. So even if like myself or Ryo, like if myself and Ryo Beat and Brando, we don't quit, like or we never retire, right? Ten years from now, right? What if Ryo Beat's at a major? I'm sick. And Brando has like family commitments. Right. What happens to the nightclub that week? Right. Right now, if two of the three of us are not at a nightclub, the event will not run on time. Mm. I believe. It has never happened yet. Yeah. And I think that I, we need to have a generation of TOs, not only for the future of like NYC events and for melee events, but also the actual physical nightclub itself is currently unable to run without a certain people being there. A certain right. people being there. Pushing and everything it's forward. It's very scary. It run on time, yeah. <laughs> it's very scary. We have very few backup plans. Mm -hmm. there was, I remember at one of the That's prior nightclubs before, uh, before quarantine, right. Red Squirrel, aka Jeremy, our overlay creator and former streamer, uh, he wasn't available. So we literally last minute, like, we had the Long Island streamer drive for like an hour 45 minutes with a stream set up just to like run the stream for the nightclub. And it's like, it, it worked out really well, and shoutouts also, you know, Aeon Gaming, Aeon Melee, but like that, it's, it's, un, it's unsustainable, you know, it's, right. it's infeasible to expect that every week. And, you know, things 
happen. People are human. You know, you're not superhuman as much as Survivor seems to be. And yes. He does do various feats. People will fall ill. People will not be available some weeks. And it's important that we have like backup plans and substitutes. And also, just willing to like you know get into the community. You know, maybe be the next top player. Be the next IBW. Be the next Ryo. You know. And I think it's really important we foster growth in the community so we can find. And even if you never become that person, that's fine. Foster growth for the game. You don't you don't need to be like a person in the community game corner. I think everyone's most important. Like anyone just shows up to events, anyone just watch events to support our scene, I think it's important. Super cool. Well, I'm not gonna check to see if we're still recording and then do you want to uh, we can get in the direction of wrapping up then. Sure. Uh, we've been at this for a little while. Sure. I don't want to hold you up forever, but um, I wanted to ask you just a couple questions about like how you first got into Melee, because it's different now than it would have been in the past. People get into Melee because of Slippy, people get into Melee because of big streamers like Mango and Hungrybox, and finding clips in these compilations, all this kind yep. of stuff. But it's not so much seeing something that, oh, an event is happening, I'll go check it out because I like the video game. I feel, it feels like less of that happens now. Yes. How did, how did you first get into Melee? was in high school with my friend. Uh, Milburn High School Esports, aka MAG, and all of them watch the documentary. To this day, I have never watched the documentary. Really? I've only seen Medi, I've never seen the original. But you were, you're purposeful. No, I just have never seen it. That's incredible. I just don't have a lot of time. But regardless. That um, is true. That is true. Very busy man. <laughs> regardless, they all watch the documentary and started playing the game, and I liked the game when I was younger, so I'm like, sure, I'll play it with you guys. And I do. It's very, very straightforward. Did you find Ice Climbers uh, towards the beginning? Because uh, would you say Ice Climbers is your main? No. Okay. I play Fox. A lot of people think I play Ice Climbers. Okay. I actually made Fox. Okay, that's awesome. So I thought Ice Climbers just because there's a whole wobbling thing, there's a little bit of meaning there. So it's Fox because obviously top tier, obviously super broken. Yeah. What's your favorite part about playing Fox? Speed, being able to just like do a bunch of inputs. I, I really like rhythm games outside of melee. Which, like, I like playing rhythm games, like very fast-paced. Like, I press the button to the rhythm, and then I press the button, and because I press the button, I get like a check mark or a button that pops up, and then I get rewarded. When I play Fox and I'm playing like pristine and I hit everything, I practice all this tech and whatever. It's like the rhythm, you know. I get rewarded for playing fast, and it's very enjoyable to me. I actually didn't start as a Fox man. I played Samus. I wanted to play Samus that way, and then it didn't really work out because Samus is not really possible to play that way. Right. It's a lot tougher than yeah. the very least. You get to a certain point where people's defense is, is just too strong. Exactly. And Samus is also a very slow character, so even at the fastest like rate Samus can move, you just like can't really keep up. So, and a lot of her hitboxes like they don't reach above her, and like she doesn't have a strong hitbox above her. So those are like the spaces that even if I'm moving at like my pristine fast rate as possible, and also because she's like pretty floating there too, I'll never catch up with people. Alright, last question. Who do you want or who are you thinking is going to be back down 2022? Okay. I think Zane's gonna win pound 22. Very strong contender. He's had a very he had a very good Genesis. Um, overall, just looks like the best player in the world right now. Who do I want to win Genesis? Who do I want to count? Anyone that is not Zane. I want to see a storyline where there is not like one defined number one. I want to see a storyline where it's like there is fighting for the top. It's like I think that. During the era when Hungrybox was the defined number one, people would root against Hungrybox and root against Hungrybox. And it's good to have a player like that, don't get me wrong. I like having a player like Zane, who, you know, 
if someone takes you in a game off position, whoa, that's crazy. And Zayn has currently cemented himself in that position. But I think that having a player who can win tournaments and make it so, like, a player who can challenge Zayn, I think that is really good as a storyline for the scene. Because you get to grand finals and the cad reviewer says, okay, this guy versus Zayn, or the cad reviewer says, it's Mango versus Zayn. It's IBW versus Zane. Who's going to take it? And those two, Zayn's going to win. And there's an, an insurmountable amount of So that's what I would say. But I have nothing against Zayn. I think Zayn's a really nice guy. Uh, I've talked to him a couple times, very briefly, but I think he's a nice guy. He's a very hard worker and grinder, or like grinder, super committed. So I, I like seeing those kinds of players rewarded. So it would be cool. Like, I would be fine with seeing Wait, it's for the bottle? Yeah. It's and there's going to be a lot of great events coming up, including the Function 2. So at NYC Melee, which is where you can find that. And then if you want more of Dark Gen X, which obviously the answer is yes, at Dark Gen X. Pretty much everywhere, right? Yeah, at Dark Gen X is like everywhere. The only place I'm not at Dark Gen X is on Reddit, where I'm Dark Gen X sucks, and on Epic Games Launcher, where I'm also Dark Gen X sucks. <laughs> and I name myself that because the user, user Dark Gen X, who sniped my name sucks. Oh. I like that, because I, I would not have guessed that, but that is where you can find Dark Janix, especially on Reddit. So the person who's holding cap, that original account captain, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, uh, really appreciate the time. Hope that you enjoy the rest of town, and, uh, and good luck with your campaign. Same to you. Thank you so much, and I will do my best. If I get on, I will absolutely shout out this podcast. That's very kind of you. Uh, yes, bottom of the smash gun. Bottom of the smash gun. Yes, we're on all the podcast platforms and on YouTube, so yes, appreciate it. Thank you. Anytime. Alrighty, we're all set. It was fun, thank you for having me on. Absolutely, thank you.